Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Oh, we can do better than that. I said, how y'all doing today? Good? That's what I thought. Listen, it's Pensacola. It's a new day and it hadn't started raining yet. We should have something to celebrate. Okay. How many guys were here for Hurricane Ivan? You guys here for Hurricane Ivan? Anybody? 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 Listen, how many of you guys will never do that again? Right? I don't care if it's a category one. I'm out. Like we're leaving. But I remember during Hurricane Ivan, man, how crazy it was. And uh, man, like people that never prayed, prayed during Hurricane Ivan. So we had a next door neighbor. We had an atheist. He lived right next door to us when I was growing up with, with my dad, Pastor Dan. So, uh, and he came over. I remember we were standing in the backyard because he could get to our backyard because the tornado tore our fence out of the ground. Um, and so he was standing in our backyard and he said, Pastor, I got to tell you, I've never prayed before in my life, but I prayed yesterday. <laughs> But before that, so I would tell you a story. How many of you guys grew up in a neighborhood or a community with, and you just had some knuckleheads in your neighborhood? People always get into trouble, right? If, you, if you're not raising your hand, that was you. You were the knucklehead. Like, so. But I remember growing up, man, and uh, so I remember growing up in the neighborhood. We had a couple of my buddies always getting in trouble, always getting into trouble. And so there was this one particular day, uh, my parents were out of town. So me and Tommy are the only ones home, my brother Tommy. And so we're at the house hanging. That's like 1030 at night. And so all of a sudden I hear this beating on the door. Goom, 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 goom. And it's like, man, who is knocking on the door? I ordered a pizza, but this is an aggressive pizza delivery guy, if this is him. And so I, I opened the door and it's two of my buddies. And they're like, yo, this, like, and they, they were like, you can see terror on their face. And they were like, yo, let us in. We're in trouble. And one of them's holding a bat. I'm like, I'm, no, listen, no. Today ain't the day, okay? And so they were like, listen, like, this guy is after us. Let us in. And I'm like, man, what guy? Like, what are y'all talking about? And so they're like, let us in, let us in. And they just kind of came in before I said, okay. You know, like, so they just, they just walked up in my party. So they come in the house. And so I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, there's a guy coming after us down the street. Now, how many of y'all have kids? Where are the parents at in the house? Y'all got kids? How, or nieces and nephews. How many of y'all know, you know when you're not getting the whole story, you're just getting part of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, okay, y'all ain't telling me the whole truth here. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, there's more to this story and we're going to figure it out. But then they were like, hey, listen, they turned to each other. Like, let's just go out the back door. We'll hop the fence. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was like, y'all can just go. He's like, no, no, no. He saw us come into your house. And I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> and so they run out the back door and they jump the fence and then the, after they jump the fence, they take off. I don't see them again. Two minutes later, boom, 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 knock on the door. And I'm like, okay. And so I open the door. Dude, God didn't say anything to me. He just puts his finger in my face and he turns to the guy that's with him. And he's like, this is him. And I was like, this ain't him. I'm not him. And so he turned, he's talking to come to find out it was his father-in-law. This is him. He's telling him this is him. And I'm like, I'm not him. I don't know who him is, but I promise you I'm not him. And so he's telling him this is him. About that time, police car pulls up. I'm like, oh, this is just fantastic, right? So the cop comes walking up, and the guy's telling him, he's like telling the cop, this is him. This is the guy right here. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I'm not the guy. And, uh, and he, he turns to his father-in-law and the police officer and says that. And the police officer says, I thought there were two guys. About that time, my brother comes strolling around the corner in the house like, what's going on? And I, <laughs> I was like, you have the worst timing ever. And so, uh, and so the guy was like, see, there's the other one. And so he's accusing both of us. At this point, we still don't know what's happening. We just know, like, there's a guy that's angry at our front door. He's accusing us. 
And he's like, this is the guy. They were walking down the street hitting mailboxes, the metal parts of the mailboxes off the mailbox posts. And in my, in my mind, in that moment, I was like, that makes perfect sense for my buddies to be doing at 10 o'clock at night in this neighborhood. And so I was like, listen, that ain't me. And they were like, well, we don't know that it wasn't you. I was like, you don't know that it was me. Okay, you just know two guys were doing it. And they were like, well, where have you been? I said, bro, I got a pizza showing up in five minutes to my door. I said, listen, let me just tell you right now. If I got a pizza coming to my house, I ain't going nowhere. Because he ain't showing up 10 minutes early to my house and I'm not there to get it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? There is nothing better than when a pizza gets there earlier than you expected it. Like, come, yes, Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. And so we, uh, we, we come to find out, like, they figured out, like, well, it couldn't. They, they kind of just accepted that we were saying it wasn't us because they didn't have no proof that it was us. And they ended up leaving. So that triggers this long process, right? So for the next three years... Like my, me, Tommy, and my buddies, Nick and Corey, who are the two guys, Nick, Corey, if y'all are watching, I hate all of you. Okay, so anyway, so <laughs> me, Tommy, Nick, Corey, and a few others in the neighborhood, we made it our mission to make that guy miserable for the next three years. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Someone does you wrong, you're just like, oh, we're going, okay, that's how we're going to be then. So we made it our mission to make this guy's life miserable for the next three years. This is pre-Jesus, by the way, so, you know, it's all good. And so I, I, we're making his life miserable. His house may have got toilet papered, may have twice. So, but all that to say, then Hurricane Ivan hits. When Hurricane Ivan hit, man, it was crazy around here. And I remember after Hurricane Ivan, one of the things that, so pastor, my dad lives in the back of his neighborhood. And so after Hurricane Ivan, all these trees were laying down across the road. Y'all remember what it looked like for y'all that were here. Like, you couldn't get anywhere. It was crazy. How many of you guys remember that eerie calm after the storm where it's like, it almost feels like a ghost town because no one's coming outside yet. And it's like super quiet, but all that chaos just took place. So it was in that moment, I'm walking around outside. There's trees laying across the road and we can't get like, we can't get a hundred yards down the road. And so all of a sudden we're like, man, we're going to have to clear a path to get out of this neighborhood. In that moment when we had to clear that path, we're getting chainsaws, four-wheelers, trucks. We got to clear all these trees out. And guess who shows up to help? Neighbor guy who I just TP'd his house the week before. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. And so he shows up, but guess what? And this this is what I'm getting at with this story. In the moment of crisis, or in the moment when you're experiencing storms, how many guys know you don't care who shows up, just let somebody show up, right? You don't care who it is, just let somebody, and you don't care who's a blessing in your life. If the blessing comes, let it come from whoever it's coming from. Now, there are times in our life where we'll pick and choose who we let speak into our life. How many guys know when after a storm in your life, after a situation, you don't care where it comes from, just let it come. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And that was where we were in that moment where after the storm and after the chaos, all our history with this guy went away. All I wanted to know was, does he have a chainsaw and can he help me get to a Waffle House? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, somebody. (laughs) That was where I was at. So uh, what we want to talk about today, because what happens when we go through storms, what happens when we go through struggles, what happens when we experience pain, is pain has a way of changing our perception. 
Change has in, change, uh, pain has a way of changing our perspective on what we're going through versus what, versus what other people are going through. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the Lord lets me go through things in life because I need to change my perspective. Because when my perspective changes, my attitude changes. And when my attitude changes, I recognize that I've got more to do to help more people and less to do to help myself. So today I want to talk to you guys about a healthy perspective. Turn to your neighbor and say a healthy perspective. Let's get into it. Let's talk about how we closed out last week. Last week we closed out, we talked about a time to serve. And there's no better time than right now to serve people, to help people, to bless people. So we're talking about I love my city. Let's talk about where we hit last week. Where do I go from here is what we talked about last week. Where do I go from here? Number one, I encourage you guys, we want to commit to serve. Commit to serve. We got to make up in our mind, you know what, I'm going to serve someone. I'm going to help someone. I'm going to, I'm going to make it part of what I do every day. So I'm going to commit to serve. Number two, I'm going to start with one. I want to start with one. I want you to think of one coworker, one neighbor, somebody in your neighborhood, whatever the case may be. I want you to think of one person you're going to impact their family. Because here's the deal. There's a difference between people we have in our life and people we let in our life. What I mean by that is this. I have tons of people in my life. All of you are in my life right now. You're here, right? But there's only a few people that I let close enough to me to, that I let into my life. Those are the people that sit at your dinner table. Or maybe you don't have a dinner table at your home. They, you let them sit with you at the Tuscan oven. Come on, somebody, right? So, but you... You invite them, so you let them. You invite them to be a part of your world. And that's different. Being let into your life is different than just having someone in your life. I have tons of people in my life, but there are some that I'm close to, right? And so what I want to encourage you is to start with one. Think of one person that you're going to let into your life, that you're going to start to build a relationship with so that you can create a difference in their life. Do they need Jesus? Do they need the gospel? Do they need to be served? And I want you to engage them Outside of work or outside of your neighborhood, take them to a coffee, invite them to lunch, go to dinner with their family, your family, their family, whatever you can do, engage them. But start with one, because how many guys know if we all made a difference in one person's life, how much different would our community be instantly with just one, right? Sometimes we think of how big the whole world is, and we think we got to create an impact in the whole world. It'd be different if we all just started with one, right? Number three is I want you to join or start a project. Now, we got Serve Day coming up Saturday, and I am pumped up about Serve Day, man. I love Serve Day every year because it's an opportunity to go out into our community and create an impact and, and make a difference in other people's lives. But I also love who I get to do it with because, man, I get to clown around with some awesome people at Serve Day. Last year, I was over at Westgate. We were filming some of the B-roll over at Westgate last year, and it was Pastor Dan, Tremaine, Tim Williams and Neil. And let me tell you, that's a motley crew right there. I just want y'all to know right now, like anything could have popped off in that moment. But we were just cutting up. We were having a good time. We're creating a difference in people's lives. At the same time, we were just having fun, hanging out with the guys. And there's people you're going to get to meet as you serve. You join and start a project. At the end of the service, Pastor Justin's going to tell you how you can do that. All right. So join and start a project. Then number four, at the end of the day, we all have to agree that we're going to make a difference. Let's make a difference. And this whole series is talking about I love my city. I love my city so much that we need to make a difference in our city. Why? We told you last week this quote. I want you guys to, to check it out. Joyful people are serving people. Joyful people are serving people. Show me someone who's not worried about anyone else, and I'll show you someone that's miserable. 
But show me someone who's looking for every opportunity to bless somebody else, and their life is full of joy, it's full of peace. They may not have everything they want, they may still be looking for different things, but the person that's less concerned about themselves and more concerned about making a difference in someone else's life, that's a joyful person every single time. Why is that? Because when we're less focused on ourselves, we're not focusing on what we don't have. We're focusing on what we do have to give to somebody else, right? So joyful people are serving people. So let's jump over to Galatians 5 today, and that's where we're going to start off today's sermon. So Galatians 5.13 says this, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Say free. free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Now, this has a different context here, but I want you to see, do not use your freedom to be self-serving. Do not use your freedom to to be all about you. Do not use your freedom to be looking for all the things you can do for yourself and and even in a sinful desire way. Like, don't be indulging you. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, right? Let's jump over to John 12. It says this, that says, whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, my servants also will be. So this is Jesus talking. Whoever serves me must follow me. Jesus says, my father, God, will honor the one who serves me. Well, how do we serve Jesus? We serve Jesus by loving Jesus. We serve Jesus by serving others. Making a difference in the lives of other people is one of the best ways we can serve the Lord. Obviously, we serve the Lord by loving him, by worshiping him, by, by, in all of those ways. But once, what's one of the best ways we can do it? By serving someone else. How many guys know someone in your life right now that's miserable every time you see them? Y'all know who I'm talking about? You avoid them in Walmart, right? Like, I ain't going down that aisle. I don't need to talk to that person. That person needs hope. That person needs help. And so, man, we wanna serve those people. So let's talk about going from me to we today. Turn to your neighbor and say, from me to we. Now turn the persons on the other side of you, you just neglected, right? Tell them, from me to we. We're going to go on a journey today. And so one of the biggest reasons why we need to serve, one of the biggest reasons why we need to serve, listen to me, because I need this. I want you to say that out loud. I need this. See, I didn't ask you to talk to anybody. All you introverted people, I just helped you out right there. You didn't have to talk to nobody. You just got to say it out loud. I need this. I need this. Why? Because I need a healthy perspective on life. Listen to me. Life comes at us hard. How many guys will acknowledge that? Sometimes things are going really, maybe you're at a point in life where things are going really well for you. Man, like everything's good. You're like, man, I just got that promotion. I just got that new car, right? Like we're going to eat pizza after this. Come on, somebody. Like things are going well for you right now, right? Can I tell you something? You still need this. Like even when things are going great in my life, I still need this. Even when things are going well, I need this. But when things are going bad, I need this. Because there's always somebody around me, there's always someone nearby who probably has it worse than I do. And we need a healthy perspective on what needs to change in our life. So turn to your neighbor and say, I need this, right? So we need a perspective shift. Let's jump over to Romans 12, 9 through 13. Uh, It says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Listen to me, guys. Really love them. Now, there are some people you really got to work hard to love. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Usually they carry the same last name as you. Anyway, so we really got to work hard to love them. 
Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. There's different scriptures in the Bible where it literally talks about that we should be competing in honor for one another. Like, I'm going to honor you so much today. Like, I'm going to love you so much. I'm going to show you so much honor today. I'm going to talk about how great you are today. Like, I'm here to talk about you. You're awesome. You're awesome. And, like, and because of that, because we're believers, DeMarcus, I mean, my buddy DeMarcus on the front row, being like, man, I love you so much. You're so awesome. And he would be trying to out-honor me by being like, nah, bro, like, you're so awesome. He's like, how weird would people look at us if we were doing that at work? Like, what if you and another believer were like, no, nah, man, like, you're the best. No, you're the best. Like, no, 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 no. You are the best. No, you listen. You are the best. Bro, people at work be like, like these two are weird. Why? Because we should be trying to out-honor one another. But what does it usually look like? In many cases, some people are tearing each other down, talking about how bad things are, talking about how they're not good at this. Man, we should be looking for every opportunity to out-honor one another. Next, never be lazy. I'm going to say that again. Never be lazy. Teenagers, listen to me. Parents, give my elbow right now. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically, right? Let's keep going. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality, which means always be eager to serve. Always be ready to give. I love this quote by Gandhi. It says this. It says, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. The best way to find who you are, the best way to find that peace you're looking for, to find that joy you're looking for, the best way to find that is to lose yourself by serving others. Now, I got that off the wall at Pyology. Now, some of y'all have been looking for a lunch spot today, so let me just take this unselfish plug right now. Pyology is fantastic. I don't know if you had it yet. But it's a subway of pizza, man. You get to pick what you want on there. They put it in the oven. comes out crispy and hot. The pepperonis just get crispy on the edge. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I see y'all smiling. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Cheese is melty, bubbly. Anyways, apology. Y'all can send me a check later for that sponsorship. Anyway, so, no. But in all honesty, right, we find ourselves by losing ourselves in serving others, right? So I need this. Next, you need this. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need this. You need to make a difference. You need this. You need to change. because I need this because I need a healthy perspective. But we need to help others realize that they need this, like you guys need this. You can tell your neighbor that, they need, that you need this, and, and you can tell me, and I can tell you. you need to be, we need to be encouraging other people in our community because we all need to do this together. You need this in your life. I need it because I need a healthy perspective, but you need it because you need a healthy spiritual shift in your life. You will never realize what you're missing until you start serving. You'll never realize what you're missing until you start serving. We need, you need, and I need a healthy perspective in our life. So turn to your neighbor and say, you need this? 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10 says this, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality, which means to serve one another without grumbling. How many guys know people, all they do is grumble all the time, just negative all the time? Listen, 
We should serve without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gifts you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. What's awesome about this is that we use the different gifts that we have. And what's, what's really cool, that's why I love the dream team. Because on the dream team, people get to use their gifts to plug into the areas that that's their, that's their strong point, right? So how many guys appreciate our worship team, right, on Sunday morning that we did some worship, right? Man, you guys are awesome. Thank you. How many of you are grateful that you're not on it, right? Like, like, listen, some of y'all are like, listen, if I was on it, we'd be clearing this junk out quick, okay? But I'd be like, right? The last thing we need is a worship team that sounds like ducks, okay? Like, so some of us are grateful that we're not on the worship team, all right? How many guys appreciate our TC Kids ministry, right, with all our kids leaders, right? Like, we love you guys. You're awesome. I champion our kids ministry. And last but absolutely not least, how many guys appreciate our coffee team, right? Yes, Lord, yes. We love all of you, right? But they all get to use their gifts. Our coffee team, I promise you, all of them are grateful that they're not on the TC Kids team right now, right? Like, I can tell you that. Our worship team, they're grateful they're not on the kids. Our kids team is grateful they don't have to get up here and, and sing in front of all these people, right? Everyone gets to use what they're good at to make a difference in someone else's life. But you know what we talk about here at TC? Is that every person matters, so if you, work with our, if you serve with our kids in the TC Kids Zone, if you make coffee on Sunday morning, if you lead worship or if you preach, it doesn't matter to me, you're making a difference in someone's life. And we love our dream team for that. And you, anyone, anyone can get plugged into our dream team and we'll help tell you how in just a few minutes. But I love that we all have gifts and when we use our gifts to serve people, that's when we start making a difference, right? So I need this, you need this, and next, number three, they need this. They need this. Who is they? They is your coworker. They is your neighbor. Or they are. They are your neighbor. They are your coworker. Who around you needs to be impacted with the truth and the hope that comes from Jesus? Who around you needs to hear, needs to hear that whatever they're going through, it isn't the end yet? Who around you needs to know that life is going to go beyond this moment right now? Who needs hope? Who needs change? Who needs transformation? Why? Because they need this, right? And when we talk about they, man, what I want you to understand is they need this, and we have to get past our current situation and what we're currently go through to understand what we need. Where's my buddy at? Is he in here? Where's is little Michael in here? There he is. Come here, buddy. What's up, man? Yeah, come here. This is Michael. Say hi. Wave. Wave to everyone. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah? Wave to them over there. Back corner. There you go. So this is my buddy Michael. So this is uh, Zach and Christina's uh, little one. How you doing, man? Good. Good? Yeah? You having fun? Yeah. Yeah? You hanging out? Yeah. Yeah? Do Do you like coming up here and hanging out during the week? Yeah? Yeah? Are you going to say anything other than yeah? No. No, okay. So, so Michael likes to come hang out with me. So Christina is on staff with us. His mom's on staff with us, and, uh, and Zach plays on our worship team. And so he's up here throughout the week sometimes, like Tuesdays, Wednesdays. He'll just be randomly strolling through our hallways or, like, watching The Incredibles on the TV. We like The Incredibles, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll be watching a movie or we'll be playing or we'll be hanging out or whatever. And I'll always, every time I see him, I'll run by and I just pick him up. And I'll like, we'll just walk around knocking on people's doors and busting up in their meetings because I'm the boss and I can do that. So we're just like, we're randomly walking to people's offices like, yo, what y'all doing? We're here, right? We're like hanging out with everyone, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you go back to Zach now, okay? <laughs> Put your hand together for Michael. So Michael, Michael's so funny. So uh, Michael has three sisters, and so uh, Zach and Christina, they just adopted Michael and his, oh, two of his sisters. And first of all, man, I applaud anyone that opens their home up uh, to people to help engage them, especially children or whatever. Man, we just honor you guys today, and I honor any parents that are parents of kids that aren't theirs. But uh, so little Michael... And his two sisters, like his two blood sisters, they just got adopted recently. And they're older. So the, his sisters are older than he is. And he likes to, like, interject himself into their lives, right? So the sisters run up to me, and they want to tell me all about this new thing, whatever new thing is they're doing. And one of them ran up to me the other day and was like, oh, Pastor Brad, I'm in ballet now. I don't care about ballet. But they love ballet. Therefore, in that moment, I love ballet. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, that's so awesome. She's like, I got some shoes. I'm like, girl, I can talk to you about shoes now because I love shoes. So... And so we were, like, we were talking about her ballet slippers and all that stuff. And then the other sister runs up. She's like, yeah, I'm cheerleader, whatever she was talking about. Like, they're, they're just going on and on. And so little Michael, he wants to be in every conversation. So he just runs up to me. But it's so funny because as soon as he gets to me, he panics. So, like, he'll, he'll get super excited and he'll see me from across the room. He'll be, like, running up to me. He's like, Pastor Brad, Pastor Brad. And he'll come up to me. And when he gets, like, two feet away, he panics. And he's like, um, um, um. <laughs> Like he forgets whatever he was going to say. And so it's so funny, but I'll, I'll, I'll just pick him up and I'll walk around and I'll carry him. And so, but I do that, number one, just because I like carrying kids around and busting up in people's offices. But the other reason why I do that, and, and it was so funny, I remember the, not funny, it was, it was difficult. I remember the first time he came up to me. And the first time he runs up to me and he's like, Pastor Brad, and and he was trying to have a conversation with me. It wasn't too long uh, after Jabin had went home to be with the Lord. And for those of you that are new, my wife and I, we lost our son about seven weeks ago. And he's with Jesus right now. But as you can imagine, that's still a very painful thing for us. And so my son is with the Lord now. And here comes this little boy. And I'm not going to lie to you. My initial reaction was like a Heisman stiff arm. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, poof, like <laughs> no, you know. And... Uh, because in my heart, I was just like, not right now. Like, I, I just can't do this right now. And so, but the Lord, like, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, and he was like, pick him up. And I was like, so I picked him up. I mean, I wasn't even talking to him. I just picked him up. And the Lord spoke to me, and he was like, he needs this. Now, Zach and Christina are great parents, but Michael and his sisters went through some tough stuff recently with their, with their, their, like, their blood relatives and all that stuff. And the Lord was just telling me, he's like, he needs this. Pick him up. Tell him you love him and tell him how great he is. And so I picked him up and I was like, I love you, bro. And you're so awesome. And I was talking to him about his Captain America shirt. So like, we were talking for just a minute. And while I was talking to him, he was like, he needs this. But then the Holy Spirit took me, talked to me and he said, you need this. And what I want to help you understand is sometimes we let what we're going through Stop us from impacting the people around us. I'm not telling you your pain's not real. I'm not telling you what you're going through is not real. It's real. Like you're living it. But what I'm telling you is 
There's nothing in your life that should stop you from looking for the opportunity to make an impact in someone else's life. Even your pain, even your circumstances, whatever you're going through. Because here's the deal. We still have to move forward, but we don't have to move on. And me and my wife, we're looking for a house right now. So we're, we're house shopping, which... Can I just tell you guys, house shopping is the worst idea ever in the history of mankind. Like, I, I don't know, like, I was really excited for house three, four, and five, and then now we're on house 25, and I'm like, I don't care. Does it have four walls? It has three? Perfect. We'll take that one. Like, I, I just don't care. But as we're looking for the houses, one of the things that's kinda, that has kind of kicked in for us is like that moment, because when you lose someone, what you don't ever want to feel like is that you're just moving past them. Like you're going to forget, right? And so for us, one of the conversations that we just had was that you can move forward without moving on. What I mean is you can, you can move forward and start to make progress and start to figure out what life looks like now. And you can start moving forward and you can start to go back to doing things. And you can go to work and you can, and you can serve and you can make a difference in people's lives. And you can, go, you can do whatever it is you need to do in life. You can start to impact people's lives. You can start to serve people. You can start to love people. You can do all of those things. And maybe, you didn't lose, maybe it wasn't as traumatic for you, but maybe you're in a circumstance or a situation right now where you got a pink slip or things aren't looking good for you at work or or maybe things aren't looking well for you or a family member health-wise and and you're becoming so consumed with that that you're losing track of what you have an opportunity to do in someone else's life because you can move forward without moving on let always let some part of you be attached to whatever it is you're going through but be looking for every opportunity to put one foot in front of the other and make a difference in someone else's life your pain is real but your purpose hasn't stopped. Your pain is real, but the purpose that God destined you for and he built you for, it hasn't changed. Your pain doesn't stop your purpose. And I'm here to tell you today, get plugged into whatever God has for you because the enemy only wins when he stalemates you. The enemy only wins when he stops you. And so guess what? Don't let your pain stop your purpose. Why? Because they need this. Right, Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says this. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Right? But then he goes on to say, rather, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Listen, guys, if we're going to become like Jesus, we have to make ourselves like him. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even death on the cross. Listen, guys, we have to be ready to follow Jesus wherever he leads us, wherever he guides us. We'll give Jesus our all because Jesus gave us his all. But we'll give Jesus our all by serving people, right? Why? This is last, number four, because we need this. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need this. We need it. As a community, as a church, as people, as families, we need this. Listen, each one of you is going through something right now. Maybe it's not as traumatic as what I'm going through. Maybe it is. Maybe when you look at what we're going through, you, you see a perspective on what you're going through. But can I tell you something? No matter your pain, there's someone outside those doors. Maybe their pain's not worse, but maybe the process has been longer. 
How many of you guys have ever been just so completely exhausted that you just wanted to sit down and do nothing? Can I tell you something? There are some people whose pain isn't as deep, but the process has been so long that they feel like they can't get up tomorrow. What they're looking for is someone to speak hope, someone to speak life, someone to speak change, someone to introduce the life changer, the life giver who is Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes people don't need $100. What they need is a handshake and a hug. Because the CEO needs help, just like the person that doesn't have somewhere to live. And what we need to be, do, what we need to be is ready to introduce hope to every single person we come in contact with, with whatever their need is. So you may say, Pastor, I don't have $1,000 to give to all these people to help with that. That's fine. But when you get to work tomorrow, there's somebody at your job that needs a word of hope that can only, be, that can only come from being connected to Jesus. There's somebody in your neighborhood that needs help. That the only way it's going to come is you connecting them to Jesus. There's someone that's struggling around you. There's someone hurting around you. And you may not even know it. That's why we need to walk around ready to speak words of life to everyone we see. But when you get the opportunity to make a difference with your hands and your feet, use it. This Saturday, use it. Join us. Listen, the whole church is coming this Saturday. If you don't come, you can be the only one not here. All right? Don't be that guy. Okay? This Saturday, join us, 9 a.m. in the sanctuary. We're going to rally and we're going to send people out. We're going to make a difference in our community. And the great part is it's not even just us. Five other churches are joining us in this city and over a thousand people or a thousand churches around the country are all serving on the same day in their community to make a difference nationwide on behalf of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's not just about the fact that I need this. It's not just about the fact that you need this. And it's not just about the fact that they need this. We need this. We need this, right? Mark 10, 45 says this, and we're gonna wrap this up. He said that, uh, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, right? And then we jump down to Hebrews 6, 10, says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them, right? And so what I want you to understand today, this quote by Dino Rizzo, I think helps sum it up. He says, we know as people give of themselves to serve others, they are learning, growing, and experiencing healing. How many of us need more hope today? How many of us need more joy today? Maybe circumstances in your life have gotten you all messed up and you need joy to consume your life. Find joy by serving people. Maybe you need more peace in your life. Find peace by serving people. Maybe you just need health. Maybe you need the Holy Spirit to come in and, and breathe new life into you. Maybe you're just exhausted. Find strength by serving people. There is no greater feeling than serving people. How many guys have ever given a guy on the street corner like $5 before? Anybody ever done that? Give him $2? How many guys remember that feeling you got when you did it? Like I did something good today. Can I tell you something? There's nothing wrong with that feeling. The only thing wrong is that we don't feel it every day. Let's make a difference every day in the lives of people. How do we do that? Number one, we start today. Number one, I want you to pray. How many guys will agree with me, man, I'm gonna pray, God, every day show me who I can make an impact in their life. Number two, I want you to join. 
If you're you're saying, God, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna tell you the opportunity that God's gonna show you right now. Saturday, be here at 9 a.m. and let's go serve a community, right? So join. Number three, we want you to grab. Now, I know that sounds weird. Don't get caught up in that, okay? Stay with me. I want you to grab a paper. Grab one of the slips from one of the lobbies. In there, it tells you how to download the app so you can get plugged into Serve Day. Pastor Justin will give you those details in a second. And number four, let's go. Let's go to work, guys. Let's take the gospel to a world that needs it. Let's carry the hope of Jesus to a community that needs to be impacted. Let's make a difference, right? John 13 says this. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. So Jesus is at the table with the disciples. He took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel, say towel, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And what I want you to see here in John 13 is that Jesus is saying that he knew God gave him the power He knew everything in the world was under him. That means he had the title of God himself. But it wasn't about the title. And here at TC, I wanna challenge you with this statement that at TC and as believers, as Christians, it's not about titles, it's about towels. How do we get to serve people? And as we serve people, let's make a difference in everyone's life we come in contact with. How many guys ready to join me on that, amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you that, Lord, you have positioned us that maybe life has thrown us some curveballs. Maybe things haven't gone the way we wanted them to go. But regardless of where we are, you have given us the ability to serve others. So God, we pray right now that you encourage our heart, that we see every opportunity to serve people and to make a difference in their lives. That life isn't about us. Life is about impacting others. So God, we wanna serve you, we wanna love you, we wanna follow you, but then we wanna make a difference in other people's lives. So help us see, help us continue to go after you and help us understand that you, God, are ordering our steps, you're guiding us, you're strengthening us, you're helping us. We love you today, in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and your eyes closed today, Maybe you're in this place and saying, Pastor, I would love to serve people. Like, I would love to do that. But I don't, I don't honestly know that if I were to die today, I don't know that heaven is my destination. I think I'm a good person, but I got some things in my life that aren't right. But more importantly, my life doesn't belong to Jesus. The beauty of the gospel is this, that when Jesus went to the cross, he paid for my sins. He paid for your sins. And when he paid for your sins, in mind. The Bible says that all we have to do to believe in him is repent, which means we turn away from our sin. Repenting doesn't mean confessing it. It means to turn away from it. But then after we repent of our sins, we put our faith in Jesus. And what are we doing? We're acknowledging that what he did on the cross was payment for our sins. And today, if you want Jesus to transform your life, today, if you want a new start and a new beginning, today, if you wanna give your heart to him, your life to him, and you wanna be transformed by him into a brand new person. Old things are passed away, the Bible says. All things get to become new when Jesus steps into your life. And if that's you, I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna come to you. I do wanna pray for you. And if that's you today, you say, Pastor, I wanna give my life to Jesus and I want him to take over. 
If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you sit? I want Jesus to take over, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up. God bless you. Once you put it up, you can put it down. Like I said, I'm not coming to you. I'm not here to embarrass you. I want to introduce you to Jesus today. And if you want him to take over your life, you want to give your heart to him, you want him to take over. Is there anyone else that wants to raise your hand? You say, I want Jesus to take control, Pastor. Maybe you're watching us online or on Facebook and, and you want Jesus to transform your heart and your life. If that's you, we want you to pray this prayer with us. And TC, let's pray this prayer. And if you pray this prayer, it doesn't make you saved. Your faith makes you saved. But let's use our words to put words to our actions and actions to our words to say that Jesus is gonna take over our life. So church, let's pray this with our brothers and sisters. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you lived a perfect life, that you died on the cross, and that you rose three days later. Through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I believe in you. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that perhaps for the very first time. And we celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome.